Hello and welcome to the third episode of the Commander's Contingencies podcast. Today we're going to change it up and I'm going to brew a deck right on the podcast. So recently I've been thinking about a land throwing deck. Land throwing is take discarding cards from your hand in order to deal damage to things. So most people would go with a Barbarigmos deck, but I decided that I wanted to add black to make it a Jund deck. So let's get to brewing. So right now I'm on EDH rec and I'm looking at the Jund commanders. And the one that pops out to me right now is Lord Windgrace because Lord Windgrace is two, a black, a red, and a green for a legendary creature, legendary planeswalker, Windgrace. And it's plus two is discard a card, then draw a card. If it's a land, if a land card is discarded this way, you may draw an additional card. And it's negative three is return up to two target land cards from your graveyard to the battlefield. So that negative three can help me pump out more damage. All right, that is the only Jund commander that even remotely works with it. So I went to the Lord Windgrace deck and I'm gonna make a new deck on Archidec. All right, so I'm gonna start with cards that I know such as Seismic Assault. Seismic Assault is red, red, red for an enchantment and says discard a, card, a land card. Seismic Assault deals two damage to any target. Then I'm going to do Storm Cauldron. Storm Cauldron is five for an artifact and it says each player may play an additional land during each of his or her turns. And whenever a land is tapped for mana, return it to its owner's hand. And Borborygmos Enraged. Borborygmos Enraged is four red red for a legendary creature Cyclops, a 7-6 with Trample. Whenever Borborygmos Enraged deals combat damage to a player, reveal the top three cards of your library. Put all land cards revealed this way into your hand and the rest into your graveyard. Discard a land card, Borborygmos Enraged deals three damage to target creature or player. Uh, Then I will add in the commander, Lord Windgrace. And set it as commander. Alright. Let's see. Huh. So now I'm going to use filters to see. Let's see. Discard a land card. Let's see how does this work? Oh, this is great. We have Iula's Influence. Green, green, green for an enchantment. Discard a land card, create a 2-2 green bear creature token. Bone Miser. Four and a black for a creature zombie wizard. Whenever you discard a creature card, create a 2-2 black zombie creature token. Whenever you discard a land card, add black, black. Whenever you discard a non-creature, non-land card, draw a card. Uh, Living Twister. One in a red, discard a land card. Living Twister deals two damage to any target. Uh, Lightning Storm is one red, red for an instant. Lightning Storm deals X damage to target creature or player, where X is 3 plus the number of charge counters on it. 
and I may discard a land card to put two charge counters on Lightning Storm. You may choose a new target for it. Any player may play this ability, but only if Lightning Storm is on the stack. Molten Vortex, red, discard a land card. Mor Molten Vortex deals two damage to target creature or player. Uh, what else? Seismic Assault, Simian Brawler. Okay. That is all of those cards. Let's see what happens if we go on the Lord Windgrace page and filter with Seismic Assault. What do we have here? Seismic Assault is in 237 decks. Let's see. Oh, this is great. This is very closely related. Life from the Loam. Life from the Loam is... Life from the Loam is one in a green for a sorcery. You return up to three target land cards from your graveyard to your hand. That's great. The Getrog monster is three in a green for a legendary creature frog horror. The beginning of your upkeep, sacrifice the Getrog monster unless you sacrifice a land. You may play an additional land on each of your turns. Whenever one or more cards are put into your graveyard from anywhere, draw a card. Oh, that reminds me, I should add burgeoning. Burgeoning is a single green for an enchantment. Whenever an opponent plays a land, you may put a land card from your hand onto the battlefield. And thinking of Exploration. Exploration is a single green for an enchantment. And it says you may play an additional land card on each of your turns. So I should throw in Evolving wilds and terramorphic expanse because i might forget about those while i'm building the land base ramunop excavator is also great ramunop excavator is two and a green for a two three creature naga cleric you may play land cards from your graveyard what else do we have Crop rotation. I can sack a land to get a land from my library. Um, I don't have any intention on adding, on making the budget large enough to add in utility lands. But if I end up doing that, I might want to do that. Splendid Reclamation is three and a green for a sorcery return all land cards from your graveyard to the battlefield mean and then wildborn is uh two red, a red and a green for a legendary creature elf ally you may play an additional land on each of your turns and it says red green return a land to your you control to its owner's hand target creature gains trample until end of turn so i can play additional lands and i can bounce them back Ooh. Eh. Locus of Rage is three red, red, green, green for a legendary creature elemental. Landfall. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, put a five, five red and green elemental creature token onto the battlefield. Whenever Omnath, Locus of Rage, or another elemental you control dies, Omnath deals three damage to a target creature or player. Crucible of Worlds is 
three for an artifact, and it says you may play land cards from your graveyard. Oh, it's only $23. It went down. It's still expensive, but... Uh, escape shift is two green green for sorcery. Sacrifice any number of lands. Search your library for that many land cards. Put them onto the battlefield. Tapped. Then shuffle your library. Shadow of the Grave is one in a black for an instant. Return to your hand all cards in your graveyard that you cycled or discarded this turn. I will open another tab with EDH Rec for uh, Borborygmos Enraged decks. That way I can look at those lists because it is, they would use very similar cards. Or red, red, green, green for a legendary creature Cyclops 7-6 with Trample. And when it deals combat damage to a player, reveal the top three cards of your library, put all land cards revealed this way into your hand and the rest into your graveyard. And I can discard a land to have it deal three damage to target creature or player. Okay, Azusa, lost but seeking. Azusa is Two and a green for a legendary creature, human monk. One, two. You may play up two additional lands on each of your turns. I'll put in Titania for Protector of Argoth. And since I've decided now that I want to incorporate some traditional land synergies as well as a sub theme because i don't think land throwing is going to give me a full deck i will open a tab with titania and i will open a tab with omnath and i will open a tab getrog lotus cobra is one in a green for a 2-1 creature snake, and it says landfall. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, you may add one mana of any color. Avenger of Zendikar is five green green for a 5-5 creature elemental, and when Ven Avenger of Zendikar enters the battlefield, create a 0-1 green plant creature token for each land you control. And it says landfall. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, you may put a plus one, plus one counter on each plant creature you control is elvish reclaimer good enough not sure i'll just throw it in and i'll probably cut it later elvish reclaimer is a single green for one two and it gets plus two plus two as long as there are three or more land cards in your graveyard and it says two and tap sacrifice a land search your library for a land card put it onto the battlefield tapped then shuffle your library or you know what now that i've decided to incorporate some more traditional land synergies, it is gonna be really good because I can grab a fetch land, which I can cast over and over with Crucible of Worlds, plus with all the landfall triggers. Now that, that'll be good, plus having cheap creatures is important. Eternal Witness is one green green for a creature, human shaman, two one. And when it enters the battlefield, I may return target card from my graveyard to my hand. Our list tracker is Tuna Green for a 3-2 creature human scout. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, investigate. And whenever you sacrifice a clue, put a plus one plus one counter on the tireless tracker. 
Investigating is putting a colorless clue token onto the battlefield with to sacrifice this artifact. Draw a card. Okay, Worm Harvest is great if I'm going to be discarding a lot of lands. Worm Harvest is two black, green, black, green, black, green. So not just black, green, black or green, the hybrid mana symbols. And it says create a 1-1 one, one green, black, and green worm creature token in for each land card in your graveyard. And it has retrace. You may cast this card from your graveyard by discarding a land card in addition to playing, paying its other cost. Ooh, retrace is great. Let's search for some cards with free. Uh, flame jab deals one damage to target creature or player for one mana sorcery. Hmm, that's interesting. I'll throw it in. I've got a lot of synergies with. I'll throw in some synergies with damage. Monstrify, no. Ooh, Raven's Crime. Is that good enough? Target player discards a card for a black and it has reset. Retrace. I'm gonna say it's not. Uh, reality scramble is two red red for a sorcery and it says put target permanent you own on the bottom of your library reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a card that shares a type with that permanent a card type with that permanent put that card onto the battlefield and the rest on the bottom of your library in any in a random order i'm gonna throw that in i don't think it's good enough but it might end up being good enough. Uh, Throws of Chaos. Hmm. Throws of Chaos is three in a red for a sorcery sorcery with Cascade and Retrace. Cascade is whenever you, when you cast a spell, exiles cards from the top of your library until you exile a non-land card that costs less. You may cast it without paying its mana cost. Put the exiled card on the bottom of your library in a random order. Uh, uh, Ren and six is red green for a legendary creature, legendary planeswalker Ren. Plus one, return up to one land card from your graveyard to your hand. Minus one, Ren and six deals one damage to any target. Minus seven, you get an emblem with instant sorcery. Instant and sorcery cards in your graveyard have retrace. That is great. World Shaper is three and a green for a creature Merfolk Shaman, and whenever World Shaper attacks, you may put the top three cards of your library into your graveyard. And whenever World Shaper dies, put all land cards from your graveyard onto the battlefield tapped. Oracle of Moldiah is three and a green for a two-two Elf Shaman. You may play an additional land on each of your turns and play with the top card of your library revealed. You may play the top card of your library if it's a land card. Harrow is two and a green for an instant, and it says, as an additional cost to cast this spell, sacrifice a land and search your library for up to two basic land cards, put them onto the battlefield, then shuffle your library. Wayward Swordtooth is two and a green for a creature dinosaur. And it has Ascend. If you control 10 or more permanents, you get the City's Blessing for the rest of the game. And you may play an additional land on each of your turns. And it can't attack or block unless you have the City's Blessing. City's Blessing is pretty easy to get. Rampaging Bayloths. Bayloths is 4 green green for a creature beast 6-6 six, six with trample. 
Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, you may create a 4-4 green beast creature token. Obnix list the fallen is free black black for a legendary creature demon and it has landfall. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, you may have target player lose three life. If you do, put three plus one plus one counters on Obnix list the fallen. And it is a 3-3 three, three. safekeeper which is a green for a creature human wizard sacrifice a land target one one target creature you control gains shroud until end of turn so not only can i sacrifice my lands i can also protect my things turn timber sower sour okay, so this is starting to get a little bit unfocused and lean towards general land synergies but i think i can bring this back once I finish looking through this, I'm going to look through some more specific land chucking ones. Um, Chentar Vinecrasher enters the battlefield with a number of one plus one plus one counters on it equal to the number of land cards in all graveyards. And whenever a land part card is put into a graveyard from anywhere, I may pay green green. If I do, return Centaur Vinecrasher from your graveyard to your hand. Hmm, I'm gonna say no on that one. Dread Presence is good. Dread Presence is three and a black for a three three creature nightmare. And it says, whenever a swamp enters the battlefield under your control, choose one. You draw a card and you lose a life and Dread Presence deals 2 damage to any target, and you gain 2 life. Sure, Swamp is a little bit limiting, but that's fine. I can work with that. Cavalier of Flame is 2 red, red, red for a creature elemental knight. And it says, red creatures you control get plus 1, plus 0, and gain haste. And when Cavalier of Flame enters the battlefield, discard any number of cards, then draw that many cards. And whenever it dies, it deals X damage to each opponent in each planeswalker they control, where X is the number of land cards in your graveyard. This card is great for two reasons. Because one, I get to wheel. And two, I get to deal X damage to each opponent in each planeswalker they control, where X is the number of land cards in my graveyard. So, I'm thinking, what are other real effects of fortune which i will probably cut because it is 100 dollars. but you know we can throw it in the maybe board uh let's see molten psyche is each player shuffles the cards from his or her hand into his or her library then draws that many cards if you control three or four more artifacts, Molten Psyche deals damage to each opponent equal to the number of cards that player has drawn this turn. Oh, did I not put in a soul ring yet? How did I not put in a soul ring yet? Uh, speaking of staples, I should put in the talisman of the cult. We have Talisman of Resilience, which is tap at a black uh, and, or green, and it deals one damage to you, or I can tap it for a colorless. We have Talisman of Indulgence, which is two, and I can tap it for colorless, 
I can tap it for a black or a red and it'll deal the damage to me. And finally, Talisman of Impulse, which is two for an artifact. And it says tap at a colorless to your mana pool or tap at a red or green to your mana pool. Talisman of Impulse deals one damage to you. Uh, that means I should also throw in the Signets. Uh, let me fix the color filter. All right, we have Rakdos Signet, which is two for an artifact. Tap, add black or red. And Gruel Signet, which is two for an artifact. And it says tap, a, col a colorless tap, add red and green. Sorry, Rakdos Signet is two for an artifact. Tap, add black, red to your mana pool. Gruel Signet is two for an artifact. One tap, add red green to your mana pool. Golgari Signet is two for an artifact. One tap, add black green to your mana pool. Rakdos Signet is two for an artifact. Tap, one tap, add black red to your mana pool. And Arcane Signet is add one mana of any color in your commander's color identity. Uh, let's throw in Command Tower. Throw in the fetch lands too. Let's see. So the fetch lands say search and they are. Uh, wooded foothills can grab a mountain or forest. Windswept heath can grab a, fo a forest or plains, but really I just want a forest. Verdant catacombs can grab a swamp or a forest. Um. Oh, by the way, all the fetch lands, they basically read, tap, pay one life, sacrifice, X fetch land, search your library for a, and then it's two different lands, so I'm just going to say what lands they are, and put it onto the battlefield, then shuffle your library. Uh, Scalding Tarn is Islands and Mountains. Uh, what does that do? No. Ooh, should I go with the slow fetches? Slow fetches are the fetches, but you don't take a damage, and they enter tapped. Hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna throw them in. Rocky Tar Pit is a slow fetch that gets a swamp or a mountain. Looted Delta gets a Islander Swamp, it's a normal fetch. Prismatic Vista is a land It says tap, pay one life, sacrifice Prismatic Vista. Search your library for a basic land card, put it onto the battlefield, then shuffle your library. Myriad landscapes, that's an interesting decision. Sure, I'll throw it in. Uh, it's a land and it enters the battlefield tapped, and I can either tap for colorless, or I can pay two and tap it to sacrifice it. Search your library for up to two basic land cards that share a land type, put them onto the battlefield tapped, then shuffle your library. Uh, mountain Valley is a slow fetch that gets a mountain or a forest. Uh, Misty Rainforest is a fetch that gets a forest or an island. Marsh Flats is a fetch that gets a plains or a swamp. Grasslands is a slow fetch that gets a forest or plains. Fabled Passage is, is a land... So, sacrifice Fabled Passage, search your library for a basic land card, put it on the battlefield, tap, then shuffle your library. Then, if you control four or more, la four or more lands, untap. 
that card. That's good. Um, Evolving Wilds, Esper Panorama. Bloodstained Mire is the Rakdos Fetchland, or black or red. Uh, Bad River is a slow fetch, and it's uh, and it can grab islands or swamps. Uh, and Arid Mesa is um, a land, and it's a and is a fetch land, and I can get a mountain or plains. Uh, keep in mind, you're not going to want to run these if it's budget. We have Stomping Ground. It's a mountain forest, and it enters the battlefield. You may pay two life if you don't. It enters tapped. Overgrown Tomb is a swamp forest. You may pay two life if you don't. enter the battlefield tapped. Blood Crypt is uh, a swamp mountain, and... When it enters, you may pay two life. If you don't, it enters untapped. Oh, how many lands do I want to run? I'll go 43 for now. So I have 43 lands right now. Oh, I'm at 96 cards. I'm going to have to cut some lands or cut some cards. Got a birds. Got... Hmm... Ooh, Scourge Familiar is good. Yeah, it's fine, actually. It's not amazing. Scourge Familiar is four and a black for, us, for an imp. Three, two, flying. Choose and discard a card. Add black to your mana pool. Ooh, Assassin's Trophy. <sighs> Let's see, so we have Assassin's Trophy. Right, we have Beast... Within, and we have Chaos Warp. Uh, Chaos Warp is 200 red for an instant. The owner of target permanent shuffles it into his or her library, then reveals the cop top card of his or her library. If it's a permanent card, he or she puts it onto the battlefield. Um, Beast Within is to a green for an instant. Destroy target permanent. Its controller creates a 3-3 green beast creature token. Assassin's Trophy is a black and a green for an instant. Destroy target permanent and an opponent controls. Its controller may search their library for a basic land card. Put it on the battlefield. Then shuffle their library. Vendetta is a uh, black for an instant. Destroy target non-black creature. It can't be regenerated. You lose life equal to that creature's toughness. That's great. Um, constant mists. Constant mists is one in a green for an instant. Buyback, sacrifice a land. Creatures deal no combat damage. This the devil. Yeah, I'll throw in Bedevil. Bedevil is black, black, red for an instant. Destroy target artifact, target creature, or target planeswalker. Got a worldly tutor. Yeah, I'll throw that in. Got a demonic tutor. I'll throw in a... What else? Cultivate in Kodama's view. Decimate is two, a red and a green for a sorcery. 
Destroy target artifact, target creature, target enchantment, and target land. Gamble is a single red for an, a sorcery. Search your library for a card, put that card into your hand, discard a card at random, then shuffle your library. Blasphemous Act. Blasphemous Act is 8 and a red for sorcery. It costs 1 less to cast for each creature on the battlefield, and it deals 13 damage to each creature. Oh, Chain Reaction is good. Oh, we have Faithless Looting. Faithless Looting is always good. Sign in Blood and Knight. Horn of Greed is good. Works for my opponents too, but it's a great combo with burgeoning. Horn of Greed is 3 for an artifact whenever a player plays a land, that player draws a card. Tectonic Reformation is 2 and a red for an enchantment, and it says each land card in your hand has cycling 2. It also has cycling 2. It has cycling red. It also has cycling 2. Discard this card. Draw a Retreat to Hagra. Whenever land enters the battlefield under your control, choose 1. Target creature gets plus one plus so and gains death touch, or each opponent loses one life and you get sure. Hagra, I want to run a lot of cards that deal incremental damage for my lands doing things because that's the thing that the deck is focused on. Hmm. Squandered resources is black green for an enchantment. Sacrifice your land and your mana pool one mana. Of any type the sacrificed land could produce. Rome Lich is three black green for zombie elf shaman. If you would draw a card instead, look at the top three cards of your library, then put one of them into your hand and the rest into your uh and the rest into your graveyard actually. Um what else do we have? Interesting. I could run cards that double draw. Nah, I'm not gonna do that. I don't want to run discard outlets, which I'm getting a lot of here. Um. Oh, nature's claim. Uh. Nature's claim is one. Is a green for an instant, destroy target artifact or enchantment, its controller gains four life. So this is playgroup dependent. Uh, I usually go with either Nature's Claim, Crozen Grip, or uh, what's the one that shuffles into its owner's library? Or exiles a card from a graveyard. TG Green enchant and artifact shuffle okay well i think that the green enchant and artifact removal is really dependent meta dependent um but i generally i would say usually you're gonna choose either Nature's Claim, which is green for an instant, choose target artifact or enchantment, destroy, destroy target artifact or enchantment, its controller gains four life. The Glamour, which is one in a green, or Unravel the Aether, do the same thing. Uh, choose target artifact or enchantment, its owner shuffles it into his or library. Uh, and Return to Nature, which is 
one in a one in a green. Just choose one. Destroy target artifact. Destroy target enchantment. Exile target card from a single graveyard. Or Crozen Grip, which is two in a green for destroy target artifact or enchantment. And it has split second. Split second says, as long as this spell is on the stack, players can't cast spells or activate abilities that aren't mana abilities. For this deck's purposes, I'm going to go with Crozen Grip, and if I end up having a high curve, I will cut that. For nature, I'm gonna throw an Ad Nauseam. Neheb, Dreadhorde Champion. Neheb, Dreadhorde Champion is two red red for a legendary creature, zombie minotaur warrior, a five four with trample. And whenever Neheb, Dreadhorde Champion deals combat damage to a player or planeswalker, you may discard any number of cards. If you do, draw that many cards and add that much red. Until end of turn, you don't lose mana as steps and phases. And Ends of Change is a single red for a sorcery. And it says each player counts the cards in his or her hands his or her hand, shuffles those cards into his or her deck, and then draws that many cards. Yes. Dark deal is two and a black for sorcery. Each player discards all the cards in his or her hand, then draws that many cards minus one. Torment of Hailfire is X black black for a sorcery. Repeat the following process X times. Each opponent loses three life unless that player sacrifices a non-land permanent or discards a card. And Exsanguinate is X black black for a sorcery. And it says each opponent loses X life. You gain life equal to the life lost this way. These are great because there's a lot of ways that I can pump out mana and to be able to turn that into a game win. Oh, we have Damnation. Damnation is always good. Oh, I almost forgot about... Uh, Toxic Deluge. Toxic Deluge is... Two and a black for a sorcery. As an additional cost to cast Toxic Deluge, pay X life. All creatures get minus X minus X until end of turn. Ooh, Creeping Renaissance is great. Creeping Renaissance is two and a three green green for sorcery. Choose a permanent type. Return all cards of the chosen type from your graveyard to your hand. And it has flashback. Five green green. You may cast this card from your graveyard for its flashback cost. Then exile. Good. Oh, Necropotence and Necrologia. Necropotence is black, black, black for an enchantment. And it says, skip your draw step. Whenever you discard a card, exile that card from your graveyard. Pay one life. Exile the top card of your library face down. Put that card into your hand at the beginning of the next step, end step. And Necrologia is... Play Necrologia only during your end step. And as an additional cost to, pay, to play it, 
pay any amount of life and draw cards equal to the amount of life paid. Face of the Devoted is two and a black for an enchantment. Whenever you cycle or discard a card, you may pay one. If you do, each opponent loses two life and you gain two life. Uh, so we have the three ones that enter tapped and tap for a mana of that color. Uh, and cycle for one mana of that color. We have the three ones that enter the battlefield tapped, tap for a mana of that color, and cycle for two colorless. And we have the three ones that tap for one mana of, that have the land types and are two colors and enter tapped, and they can cycle for two. So that is nine of them. What else is there? Oh, there's also the three that are deserts, enter tapped, tap for that color and can cycle for one and one of that color. All right, oh, and the one other one is blasted landscape, which just enters untapped and taps for colorless and can cycle for two. There's also ash barons, which can tap for colorless and it has basic land cycling. Torbran Thane of Redfell is one red 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 for a 2-4 legendary creature dwarf noble. If a red source you control would deal damage to an opponent or a permanent an opponent controls, it deals that much damage plus two instead. Oh, it comes up. Fiendish Duo. Uh, four red red for a creature devil with 5-5 five, five with first strike. If a source would deal damage to an opponent, it deals double that damage to that player instead. I do not have white, so no Gisela. Um, okay. So, let's look at Barbarigmos decks. Huh. Okay. What have we got? Um, huh. So, Alhamart's Archive. Alhamart's Archive is five for a legendary artifact. If you would gain life, you gain twice that much life instead. And if you would draw a card except for the first one you draw in each of your draw steps, draw two cards instead. The Fairy's Puzzle Box is four for an artifact. At the beginning of each player's draw step, that player puts the cards um, in his or her hand on the bottom of his or her library in any order, then draws that many cards. Yeah, Guess Grimoire. Four for an artifact. Whenever an opponent discards a card from his or her hand, you may draw a card. So I also have cards like Snake Umbra and Keen Sense that basically say whenever an enchanted creature deals damage to an opponent, you may draw a card. Okay. Praetor's Council is five green, green, green. For sorcery, egg, return all cards from your graveyard to your hand. Exile Praetor's Council. You have no maximum hand size for the rest of the game. Illusionists. Bracers, I think I'm gonna end up cutting. It's whenever an ability of a equipped creature is activated, if it isn't a mana ability, you may co copy that ability. You may choose new targets for the copy. Again, that'll probably um, that'll probably only work with two or three creatures, so it's not that good. What do we have? What am I looking at Rishkar's expertise? Yeah, what about power draw? Where are my creatures? I do have a couple of big creatures. But not too many. It's mana cost. 
Hmm, what else do we have? Buccaneer, that's great with all my everything, actually. Oh, this card is so underrated. Totally gonna make it my card of the day. If I decide to do card of the day, I don't know if I'm doing that or not. Um. Okay, let's see. Um. Oh, that's that's amazing. Null Spine Dragon is five red red for a creature dragon. When whenever Null Spine Dragon comes into play, you may discard your hand and draw cards equal to the damage dealt to target opponent. This circle. Sandstone Oracle is seven mana for a four-four artifact creature Sphinx with flying. When Sandstone Oracle enters the battlefield, choose an opponent. If that player has more cards in hand than you, draw cards equal to the difference. That's great. Uh, what else do we have? Hmm. Cozen Tusker. Xenagos. Thar. I like Zerta Druid because I need I'm probably gonna want more ramp and Zerta Druid can deal incremental damage which this deck really likes barrel down Sokanzan is two red green for an instant art sorry two and a red for an instant arcane Sweep. Return any number of mountains you control to their owner's hands. Barrel down, Sokanzan deals damage to target creature equal to twice the number of mountains returned this way. Sink into Takanuma. Sorcery Arcane. Sweep. Return any number of swamps you control to their owner's hand. Target player discards a card for each swamp returned this way. Reforge the soul. is three red red for a uh, sorcery each player discards his or, his or her hand then draws seven cards and it's miracle one in a red you may cast this card for its miracle cost when you draw if it's the first card you drew this turn rights of spring is one in a green discard any number of cards from your hand search your library for that many basic land cards reveal those cards put them into your hand then shuffle your library Ooh. This card wants a Reliquary Tower and a Thought Vessel. Reliquary Tower is a land you have no maximum hand size. Tap, add, colorless. And Thought Vessel is two for an artifact. Tap, add one mana to your mana pool. And you have no maximum hand size. Scouting Trick is one in a green for a sorcery and it says search your library for any number of basic land cards reveal them and set them aside so shuffle your library then put those cards on top of it in any order let's add that to the deck that way i could just wheel and get all the lands great when i'm going off um what else do i have hmm
What have we got? It's just, uh, damage doublers. Nah. I don't think, I don't think I want to run any damage doublers. There's too, they're too risky. Okay. And that would be the end of the Borborygmos section. Let's do a quick scan of Titania. This commander. What a land chucking Titania deck have. I don't think that exists. What have we got? I don't know when this is Uza Lotus Cobra. Solid Safekeeper. I don't know. No idea what it have. I'm gonna go with Ayula's Influence. You know what? I'm just gonna not filter. I'll just look through it. Hmm. Greathenger's interesting. I'm gonna go ahead and say no to that. I'm not earning enough creatures enough big creatures well how many creatures do i have in the deck oh 33 never mind never mind i'm also running 168 cards so it's probably gonna end up getting cut um i am running like 50 lands though because i didn't fine-tune that what other cards trying to find the cards that I haven't yet. Crater Hoof. The Hoof. Ah, uh, we have... Upon a time is one in a green. For an instant, if this spell is the first spell you've cast this game, you may cast it without paying its mana cost. And look at the top five cards of your library. You may reveal a creature or a land card from among them and put it into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. So I know I want to do a Nekasar sub-theme. Not really a Nekasar sub-theme. Just a wheel effect sub-theme. So the question is... Do I want just wheels, or do I want to also go into things that when a, my opponents draw cards, they take damage, and things that have them deal extra damage, have them draw extra cards? Good thing about having my opponents draw extra cards is I also draw extra cards, but I think I'm just going to go with wheel effects and big waste. Not is one in a black for an enchantment. Whenever an opponent discards a card, a creature card, create a two two black zombie creature token. Whenever an opponent discards a land card, add black black to your mana pool. Whenever an opponent discards a non land non creature card, draw a card. Dragon Mage is five red red for creature dragon wizard. Whenever a dragon mage deals combat damage to a player, each player discards his discards their hand, then draws seven cards. 
Arch Fiend of Ifnir of High Tower. It's a 3-3 with flying and lifelink, and whenever it attacks, defending player discards a card. That could get really ancient tomb, I guess. Okay. So I have compiled all of these cards. I currently have 177 cards, but that does include 57 lands. So I'm just gonna start cutting cards. Um, let's see, what is that? Ah, uh, yeah, I'm gonna cut Keen Sense. I don't have enough cards for it to be effective. Green for an enchantment or enchant creature. Whenever enchanted creature deals combat damage to an opponent, you may draw a card. Uh, that's good. That is squandered resources. This is interesting. Black, green for an enchantment. Sacrifice a land, add one, add your mana pool, one mana of any type the sacrificed land can produce. Play this ability as a mana source. Hmm. I'm gonna leave it in, see what synergies I have. I'm also gonna cut Snake Umbra, which is two and a green for an enchantment or uh, enchant creature. Enchanted creature gets plus one, plus one, and has whenever this creature deals damage to an opponent, you may draw a card. Do I wanna cut all the landfall cards? Because sure, I'll be playing lands, but that's not my main synergy. Then again, with cards such as uh, Splendid Reclamation, that's amazing. Return all land cards from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped. So once I've chucked them all. No, but then I should win at that point. Yeah, I'm going to cut everything that's related to Landfall. Uh, Lotus Cobra. Uh, I'm gonna cut Stormfist Crusader. Hmm. What else? Um, Tireless Tracker is good enough. There's a lot of cards that let me play extra land cards. Dread Partisans is good enough. Do I really want to be playing that many extra land cards? I know that there's a lot of ways to get them from my... I think I should cut all the extra land card effects. I'm going to cut Rampaging Bayon. I'm going to cut Avenger of Zendikar. Avenger of Zendikar is 5 green green for... Um, a 5-5 creature elemental. When Avenger of Zendikar enters the battlefield, you may create a 0-1 green plant creature token for each land you control. Landfall, whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, you may put a plus one plus one counter on each plant creature you control. Uh, that's good, that's good. Uh, Omnath Locus of Mana. Oh, of Rage. Three red, red, green, green for legendary creature elemental landfall. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, put a five, five red, green elemental creature token onto the battlefield. Whenever Omnath Locust of Rage or another elemental 
You control dies, deals three damage to target creature or player. It being a seven drop means that I won't be dropping too many lands after it. Oh, I'm gonna cut crop rotation. Crop rotation is green for an instant as an additional cast to cost to cost to cast crop rotation, sacrifice a land, search your library for a land card, put that card under the battlefield, then shuffle your library. Gonna cut that. I'm gonna cut all the cards that just let me play additional land cards. Burgeoning. Oh man, I like burgeoning. It synergizes with um, Horn of Greed is three for an artifact. Whenever a player plays a land, that player draws a card. So I can draw a card every time I play a land. So my opponent plays a land, I draw. I play a land, I draw a card. It's great. No, it's not worth running. Uh, exploration, you may play an additional land on each of your turns. I think I'm actually going to cut Horn of Greed. It's really greedy. My opponents might draw cards from it, sure. But... It's not really quite good enough. Is, is Ayula's influence a distraction? Ayula's influence is green, green, green for an enchantment. Discard a land card, create a 2-2 two, two green bear creature token. Yeah, I think that's a distraction from my main theme. I want to be dealing damage, not creating 2-2 two, two bears. Oh my gosh, I still have 160 cards. So let's cut down on these lands a little bit. I've got 47, 57 lands. And basically I just want the lands to be able to fling them. So I want a lot of lands, but not this many. I'm just gonna go ahead and cut 12. And I'm going to be at 45 lands. You know what? I'm gonna cut 16. Or 15, rather. So I'm at 42 lands right now, which is a lot. So I still have. 150 cards um this deck is quite expensive sixteen hundred dollars jesus mostly it's the lands which are five hundred dollars okay you know what this is too expensive i'm gonna filter by full deck and by price here it is Oh, is it? Yeah. Architect does this thing where it makes soul rings really expensive. Okay, what have we got? Uh, Scalding Tarn, $80. Cut it. Misty Rainforest, $80. Cut it. Verdant Catagums, $70. Cut it. Renin, 6 That's sad, but it's $55. So cut it, return up to one target. It's red green for a legendary planeswalker Ren. Plus one, return up to target one one target land card from your graveyard to your hand, and minus one Ren and six deals one damage to any target. Soul Ring is 
uh, I will just change the edition so it's not the Magic Fest 2019 one. We'll go with Commander Anthology. Let's see if this can work. Okay, that worked. Sylvan Library is $50, one in a green enchantment at the beginning of your draw step. You may draw two additional cards. If you do, choose one, choose two cards in your hand, draw on this turn for each of those cards, pay for life or put the card on top of your library, cut it. Arid Mesa, $40. Marsh Flats, $40. Fabled Passage is, how much is Fabled Passage? Apparently cheap. Well, only 20. 20 is a lot. Um, I don't know. I'm not going to cut it yet. Oracle of Moldiah, 3 and a green for a creature all shaman. You may play an additional land on each of your turns. Play with the top card of your library revealed. You may play the top card of your library if it's a land card. I'm going to cut that. $40. We also have Azusa, Lost But Seeking, $35, let's cut that. Damnation, $35, let's cut that. Demonic Tutor, $35, Great Henge, how much is the Great Henge? Uh, the Great Henge is $20, so let's cut that. Uh, we have Prismatic Vista, $30. Toxic Deluge, $30. Polluted Delta, $30. Um, Assassin's Trophy. Let's see. Assassin's Trophy is $20. Erborg, $20. Bloodstained Mire, $20. Necropotence, $20. Wooded Foothills, $20. Worldly Tutor, $20. Fabled Passage, $20. Ooh, Life from the Loam is actually quite good. It's $20. I'm going to leave it in. Crucible of Worlds, I will also leave in. Blood Crypt for, for $20 is going to get cut. Once Upon a Time. How much is Once Upon a Time? Once upon a time is six dollars but it's not that good of a card anyways uh, illusionist bracers can get cut because it only works with a couple of cards what else do we have let's cut a couple more cards for budget Ad nauseum is $17. I'm gonna leave that in. Uh, Winds of Change is red for a sorcery. Each player counts the cards in his or her hand, shuffles those cards into his or her deck, and then draws that many cards. I'm gonna tracker. I'm actually gonna cut. Whenever land enters the battlefield under your control, investigate. Put a colorless clue artifact token onto the battlefield with two, sacrifice this artifact, draw a card, and whenever you sacrifice a clue, put a plus one plus one counter on tireless tracker i'm gonna cut that um i'm also gonna cut obnix the list the following fallen 
which is three black black for a legendary creature demon. Landfall, whenever land enters the battlefield under your control, you may have target player lose three life. If you do, put three plus one plus one counters on objects, Alista Fallen. And also squandered resources, which is black green for an enchantment. Sacrifice a land, add to your mana pool. One mana of any type the sacrificed land could produce. Play this ability as a mana source. I'm going to cut that. It's nice to have some land acceleration, but... Eh. Uh, Titania, Protector of Argoth, is $16. I'm also going to cut that. When it enters, I'm going to return target land card from my graveyard to the battlefield. And whenever a land you control is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, create a 5-3 green elemental. I don't intend for that to be happening. All right. That is enough budget cuts for now. Um, I will do more budget cuts soon. Hmm. So I'm thinking about Barrel Down Sokenzon because it, the reason that I'm running it is Barrel Down Sokenzon is 200 red for an instant arcane sweep. Return any number of mountains you control to their owner's hand. Barrel Down Sokenzon deals damage to target creature equal to twice the number of mountains returned this way. So let's see, how many mountains? Nine. So I'm running nine forests right now. Although I am running some fetches. I don't think that's very much. It's a quarter of my lands. Um, a little bit less. So, basically the advantage is I can get my mountains back. So I can get a quarter of my lands back. And then deal two damage for each thing I bounced. I'm going to cut that. It's just not quite efficient enough. Vendetta is great. Shadow of the Grave is great. Lightning Storm is great, Chaos Warp, Beast Within, Necrologia, Bedevil, Harrow, Constant Mists is interesting. Constant Mists is one in a green for an instant with buyback, sacrifice a land, and it says prevent all combat damage that would be, or sorry, creatures deal no combat damage this turn. So I can protect myself by sacrificing my lands, which isn't as bad in this deck as in other decks. Plus, this deck just wants to do not very much in the early game and then go off and win in the late game. So I'm going to leave that. Um, what else do we have? I'm going to go ahead and cut Windswept Teeth, which is the, which is another land, because it is $18. Alright, what else do we have? I'm going to cut Zyrta Druid, which is red-green for a creature human druid. At tap, add green to your mana pool. Whenever you tap Zyrta Druid for mana, it deals one damage to each opponent. It's just not high impact enough. Oh, I'm going to cut Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> no wonder this deck is so expensive. Um, yeah, so... Wheel of Fortune is... 2 and a red for a sorcery. Each player discards his or her hand, then draws 7 cards. 
Uh, it's great, but it's also a hundred dollars. All right, so I feel pretty comfortable with the overall price of this deck. It's at $350, and if you cut the shock lands, that could bring down the price even more. Okay, now let's figure out which cards I would like to run. Wayward Sword, Sword Tooth is 2 and a green for a creature dinosaur 5-5 five, five with Ascend. If you control 10 or more non-land permanents, or 10 or more permanents, you get the city's blessing for the rest of the game. And you may play an additional land on each of your turns. And Wayward Sword Tooth can't attack or block unless you have the city's blessing. I don't really want to be running cards that just have me draw. Uh, that give me the ability to play extra lands. Okay, what else? Oh, I can cut Scourge Familiar, which is four and a black for a creature imp. Choose and discard a card. Add black to your mana pool. Underrealm Lich is three black green for a creature zombie elf shaman. If you would draw a card, instead look at the top three cards of your library, then put one of them into your hand and the rest into your graveyard. And you can give it indestructible. Uh, if you pay for life and tap it. Well, if it's already tapped, you can still use it. Um, what's next? What about Cavalier of Flame? Is that good enough? I'm gonna say for five mana. Hmm. No. It's good enough, because it, when it dies, it deals X damage to each opponent and each planeswalker they control, where X is the number of land cards in your graveyard. Um, what else do we have? Uh, World Shaper is three and a green for a creature Merfolk Shaman, and whenever it attacks, you may put the top three cards of your library into your graveyard. Whenever it dies, put all land cards from your graveyard onto the battlefield tapped. Now, originally I was thinking, alright, well, I can go off, discard all my lands, and then get them back. But, I don't think that's really useful because I should be winning that turn. So I'm going to cut World Shaper, and I'm going to cut Splendid Reclamation, which is 3 and a green for sorcery. Return, return all land cards from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped. Alright, what is next? Uh, Mina and Den, Wildborn, is two red-green for a legendary creature elf ally. You may play an additional land on each of your turns. Red-green, return a land you control to its owner's hand. Target creature gains trample until end of turn. What else do we have? Ooh, Dread Presence. Whenever a swamp enters the battlefield under your control, you choose one. Draw, you draw a card and lose a life, or it deals two damage to any target, and you gain two life. Let's count the swamps. We have seven. We have eight. Hmm. Nine. We have nine swamps in this deck. Um. Now... It's a little bit deceiving because of fetch lands. I probably actually have 15 things that can make a swamp enter the battlefield. But 
I'm going to cut it anyways. It's not, it's just not quite effective enough. You know, I'm just thinking because, no, never mind. Okay, what else do we have? Ah, uh, we have... Okay, what about things that are excessively hard to cast? Do I have any triple colors? We have worm harvest, but that doesn't count. What about Praetor's Council? No, it's really late game. Um, uh, the only thing that would be problematic is Seismic Assault, which is red, red, red for a for an enchantment. Discard a land card, Seismic Assault. Deals two damage to any target. But just because that's such an important part of the deck, I'm gonna let it slide. Sometimes you just gotta hope for the best. Oh, Retreat to Hagra. Definitely gonna cut that. An enchantment. Landfall. Whenever land enters the battlefield under your control, choose one. Target creature gets plus one, plus zero, oh, and gains death touch until end of turn. And, or each opponent loses one life and you gain a life. I'm gonna cut that. Okay, how many cards am I at? Ooh, 119. Okay. <sighs> what else? Hmm. Let's go through the creatures. Okay. I could cut... No. No, that's good. Scape shift? Do I want to cut scape shift? Yeah. Scape shift is two, and two green green for a sorcery. Sacrifice any number of lands. Search your library for up to that many land cards. Put them onto the battlefield tapped. Then shuffle your library. Well... I basically got rid of all the um, landfall triggers, so it doesn't trigger those. And the advantage of having lands in my graveyard is somewhat nice, I guess, but not that great. I'm just gonna cut it. It doesn't really doesn't really do anything anymore. Hmm. Oh, Throws of Chaos. Yeah, Throws of Chaos is three and a red for sorcery. With Cascade and Retrace. Cascade is whenever you cast a spell, exile cards from the top of your library until you reveal a non-land card that costs less. You may cast it without paying its mana cost. Put the exiled cards on the bottom of your library in a random order. I'm gonna cut that. Ooh, I'm also gonna cut sink into Takunema. Uh, as I said, I'm only running eight swamps. Sweep, return any number of swamps you control to their owner's hand. Target player discards a card for each swamp. Return it this way. Uh, oh yeah, reality scramble. Two red red for sorcery. Put target permanent you own on the bottom of your library. Reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a card that shares a card type with that permanent. Put that card onto the battlefield and the rest on the bottom of your library until end of turn. Retrace, you may cast this card from your graveyard without by discarding a land card in addition to paying its other costs. Okay. What are we at? 115. Alrighty then. Let's see. 
Okay, now I'm gonna go with the full deck and I'm gonna sort by CMC. See if I can cut some things on the higher end. Blasphemous Act isn't actually 9 CMC. Praetor's Council. Hmm. Five green, green, green. For sorcery of eternal, create all cards from your graveyard to your hand. Exile Praetor's Council. You have no maximum hand size for the rest of the So, Praetor's Council is good because I can fling all my lands and then just get them back. But eight mana is a lot. If I'm going off, this would be the only thing I'd be able to cast. And I think the best way to do it when you're going off is to cast multiple. I don't think that Praetor's Council is going to be enough to let me win on its own. So I'm gonna I'm gonna cut it. Alright, let's cut Rishkar's expertise. Rishkar's expertise is four green green for a sorcery. Draw cards equal to the greatest power among creatures you control. You may cast a card with converted mana cost five or less from your hand without paying its mana cost. You know what? Let's look at the Alright, what other high CMC cards are there? Sandstone Oracle is great. There's going to be an opponent that has like 10, 20 cards in hand. You're going to be able to draw a lot of cards off of that. 7 mana for a 4-4 artifact creature Sphinx. With flying, when Sandstone Oracle enters the battlefield, choose an opponent. If that player has more cards in hand than you, draw cards equal to the difference. It's great. Uh, Nullspine Dragon. Nullspine Dragon is 5 red red for a creature dragon. 7-5 with flying. When Nullspine Dragon comes into play, you, you may discard your hand and draw cards equal to the damage dealt to target opponent this turn. Say you had 4 lands and your Borborygmos out. Borborygmos says discard a land card. Borborygmos deals 3 damage to target creature or player. That means you're then going to draw 12 cards. And in those 12 cards, probably 5 or 6 of them are going to be lands, which you can then deal more damage. It's great. And if you're going off, you might be able to draw even more cards than that. Alright, we have Dragon Mage. This one, I'm really unsure about. It's 5 red red for a 5-5 five, five creature dragon wizard with flying. When dragon mage deals combat damage to a player, each player discards his, their hand, then draws 7 cards. So, I can use those 7 cards and chuck them in every turn. But, I think I'm going to cut it. I need to make a lot of cuts, so I'm just going to cut this card. The fact that it has to survive around the table to work at all is just kind of a deal breaker. Oh, I know what else I can cut. I can cut Guess Grimoire. Guess Grimoire is four for an artifact. Whenever an opponent discards a card from, their, from his or her hand, you may draw a card. It's great, but... There's just a limited number of 
things that work. Cards that work with that. Uh, I'm also going to cut Teferi's Puzzle Box. Teferi's Puzzle Box is 4 for an artifact. At the beginning of each player's draw step, that player puts the top card puts the cards in his or her hand on the bottom of his or her library, then draws that many cards. Well, this works with Alhamrat's Archive. It's not really that good. Just wheeling over and over again. Uh, Alhamrat's Archive, I'm also going to cut because that only works with a small amount of things. Uh, five for a legendary artifact. If you would gain life, you gain twice that much life instead. If you would draw a card except for the first one you draw on each of your draw steps, draw two cards instead. Alright, what do you what else do we have? Um so Rishkar's expertise is interesting. I'm not sure if I want to cut it or not. Uh it's four green green for a sorcery. Draw cards equal to the greatest power among creatures you control. You may cast a card with converted mana cost five or less from your hand without paying its mana cost. Let me see. Let's go into types. See how many creatures I have, first of all. Alright, so I have 18 creatures. And let's see. I have one, two, three. Okay, let's let's go by power three and above, because that's when I would definitely run that card in my deck. So I have nine. 10 cards that are power 3 and above. So if we go with the hypergeometric distribution calculator, and I expect to be playing this on turn 6, so the sample size is going to be 13, population is 99, 10, and the number of successes in the population is 10. Oh, I just want to draw one. So assuming I've... Yeah. So I have a 77% chance of this drawing me at least three cards, which is when this card becomes really good. And that doesn't even calculate anything to do with ha the ability to have more. Now, that does assume that if I draw it, I will play it. I will have played it beforehand. But that tells me pretty... Pretty much that it's definitely worth it. Alright, what else do we have? How much is Arcane Signet? Oh, only $7. That went down. Oh, do I want to throw in Felwar Stone? Okay, how much do I care about Ramp in this deck? How much do I really want Ramp? Hmm. You know, I don't think I do. I have a lot of cycling and a lot of lands, so, and a lot of cards that I want to play early in the game. I think, no, no, I care about ramp. I want to be ramping in the early game to work into the later game. But, so, do I want to run ramp or not is the question. Right now, I'm not sure. Because I do have a lot of low CMC cards. And a lot of high CMC cards. So I definitely want to be ramping into the high CMC cards. And I want to be working towards winning on a turn. Which would require 
a lot of mana. That's the argument for it. But the argument against it is I also have a lot of cards in here that work really well. That this deck could just function without really ramping. Right? I could just sit back and play other cards that synergize with my game plan. I, I think I'm going to run some ramp. Uh, but not as much as I usually would. So I'm going to cut Hero, which is 2 and a green for an instant as an additional cost to, sac to play it. Sacrifice a land and search your library for up to two basic land cards and put them into play. Then shuffle your library. So I'm going to cut that. Then I'm going to cut... Let's see, we have... I'm going to throw in Falwar Stone. Falwar Stone is two for an artifact. Add one mana of any color that a land an opponent controls could produce. I actually side with Talismans over the Signets. So I'm going to go ahead and cut the Signets. Rakdos, Gruul, Golgari, and Golgari Signets. Alright, so that leaves me with 107 cards. So, I could cut some lands. The appeal of lands, though, is that I will draw more with my... So that I can go off more effectively. Hmm. How much do I want to be playing Sign in Blood? Black, black for sorcery. Target player draws two cards and loses two life. Hmm. I think I'm going to cut. I'm going to cut Scouting Trek, which is one in a green for a sorcery. Search your library for any number of basic land cards, reveal them, and set them aside. Shuffle your library, then put those cards on top of it in any order. Yeah, I'm going to cut that. And then I'm going to cut. Hmm. I'm going to cut Cultivate, which is 200 green for sorcery. Search your library for up to two basic land cards. Reveal those cards and put one under the battlefield tapped and the other into your hand. Then shuffle your library. And Kodama's Reach, which is 200 green for sorcery arcane. Search your library. It's the same thing. Which is the same thing. Um. Alright, 104 cards. Alright, so the cards that I'm questioning right now mainly is Flame Jab, which is a red for sorcery and it deals one damage to target creature or player. And it has retrace. You may cast this card from your graveyard by discarding a land card in addition to paying its other's costs. This synergizes really well with a lot of different things, but it's making me think how much is it like paying and paying a mana? makes it so I can't go off with it, which is when I really want to use it. So I don't think it's worth running. Then that draws into question Molten vor Vortex. Red, discard a land card. Molten Vortex deals two damage to target creature or player. And it's uh, an enchantment and it has that as an activating ability. I don't know. Like, 
Is it worth having this synergy? I'm going to say it is. Uh, I'm going to say for the better versions of that effect, it certainly is. That makes me think of Living Twister. Living Twister is red, red, green for a creature elemental 2-5. One red, discard a land card. Living Twister deals two damage to any target. And green, return a tap land you control to its owner's hand. So, basically, three mana. I mean, being able to return tap lands I control to my hand are great. It's really good. Um, but that one in a red ability, which is what I'm mainly playing it for. No, I, I think I'm going to keep it. You don't know. I want to keep my lands in my hand until I go off, so I'm going to cut it. Uh, then I'm also going to cut Molten Vortex. Oh, okay. 101 cards. <laughs> this is the final stretch. This is where it gets really difficult. Hmm. Alright, what's the budget on this? $279. That's really not bad. I mean, if you want to make it even more fine than that, pretty sure there's still a couple of shocklands in here. Are there? Hmm. Doesn't look like it. Yeah, there's one. Stomping ground. Booted. Oh, waste knot. Easy. I mean, I just cut a lot of my real effects for my opponents, so yeah. One in a black, whenever an opponent discards a creature card, create a 2-2 black zombie creature token. Whenever an opponent discards a land card, add black black to your mana pool. And whenever an opponent discards a non-creature non-land card, draw a card. And we're done! 100, 100 cards. $270.28 according to Architect. Architect has a horrible pricing machine. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Um, I will see you next week.